you know what? I, this is like very like sentiment, sentimental. I feel like it's like life passes me by. Life I'm really passed. like, wow, the days just pass by very quick. Yep. <laughs> life just passes me by. I don't know. Um, I don't know. And the headache was fine after like resting or it didn't yeah, develop? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think like I said, it's because the because of the week that I'd had mm. that, that particular week, I think I just needed like some days yeah. just to like yeah yeah You're relax. Right. But yeah, all good now. Yeah, good, good, all good. And you've had anyways yeah, plenty of rest, <laughs> plenty of things going on, um, plenty of other things. Other More things. importantly, our amazing topic today which I am so eager to talk about because you picked it and (laughs) I feel like I mean we were just saying this prior to recording but I feel like this is a a topic of discussion that we have often without microphones (laughs) but it's actually good that we're getting the opportunity to set aside some time and actually have the discussion yeah because I'm really interested to know your thoughts on this yeah um, particular topic. But before we get started, let's do our usual intro and get right into it. recipe two friends navigating their way through life join us as we discuss everything life lessons and everything in between nailed it see i still who has a great memory 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 yeah i know that's you know what's funny before we started recording today i I was thinking of it in my head i'm like let's see if i actually know it off by heart yeah i don't memory retention yeah you know why it's because i'm a perfectionist and if that doesn't sound right to me even though it's right it's wrong yeah it's such a bad thing. Um, so today's topic, very excited. I've got my cup of tea. Because <laughs> you're about to spill the tea. <laughs> it's piping hot. <laughs> so what was the top? The topic for, that I chose today, two parts but one conversation, is what makes a good person and can people change? What do you think people can change? I love it. I'm into think? it. What do you think, Nick? Ooh, oh, my God. Wow, you're opening the floor. <laughs> um, okay. What... What makes a good person? I think that's very subjective and I think we're definitely going to get into that more. And I think I'll reserve my answer because let's unpack that. But I think that good, much like they say, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I think the second question, yes, people can definitely change. And I think we're a testament to that. Um, So yes, a hundred percent, but let's unpack the first thing before we get to the Uh second thing. But Yes to both. Yes to both. Actually, I say, wait, why, what? yes to what makes a good person, as in it's a subjective, yes. Yeah. Change, I think the word change would be in context, like mm-hmm. to say like, oh, um, I don't like this about this person. Will they change? Probably not because mm-hmm. that's who they are. Mm-hmm. But if mm-hmm. it's something where if effort is put behind it, Probably, but mm. I guess the the scenario or the topic as the the reason why I thought of the topic was I find that b- 
being a good person has become an excuse and a cop-out for shit behavior. And Mm -hmm. the scenario that I think of is a lot of my girlfriends would talk about who they're meeting or dating or who they're married to or whatever it may be, or he, he, she, them, whatever. And then they would say, oh, all these bad things, like, you know, they didn't do this, they they make me feel this way. Um, Sometimes it's stupid things and sometimes it's Mm -hmm. quite serious. But the overall thing they, they, they wrap the bow in is saying, oh, but they're a good person. And I'm like, is, are they? What, what makes them a good person? And I always think that. It, and I just don't know what it means to be a good person. So that's yeah. why I chose a topic. I love it. But it, it, it's so true. But it, it wasn't until you actually had relayed what you wanted to talk about and I actually thought about it a little bit more that I was like, you know what? It's so true. It's like things that you hear when you're growing up passed down from mothers, grandmothers, et cetera, that you hear through time that you, you know, is like a common saying, but then when you really think about it, you're like, but exactly like you said, but what makes a good person? Like, like, because your perception of a good person is very different to what my perception is. But if I was to think about it from, how I feel that is um, perceived, I would say that being a good person really has to do with your personal morals and values and belief systems. And I think that's what defines good in your eyes. I totally agree. Um, Because like I said, like every person has a very different definition of what good means to them. You might think that a good person is someone who, upholds cultural values Mm -hmm. you know whereas to me good can mean that you're you know good at what you do Mm. you are a respectful human being like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so where what it's a very like vast topic yeah I totally agree what you said about the morals and values the reason Mm. why and I I just love that you said that because I was fortunate enough to meet this professor in LA, which sounds like such a wank, but I did meet a professor. And one of the questions was like, what is it that you teach your students outside of the topic that you teach? Because I think it was a bit of a artsy topic. It's not like finance mm-hmm. where it's like a module that you can easily, not easily, but have mm-hmm. access to. Um, mm-hmm. And he was saying that the first thing they do is teach morals and values because Anyone can be intelligent, but not everyone thinks the right way. And I guess morals and values being what is considered right or wrong and evil Mm. and not. Um, And then, yeah, he was saying like, you know, think of all the tragedies that have happened in history and not going into the detail, but the people Mm. who are leading that, they were very smart, but they had bad morals and values, which made them a bad Mm. person. And... Mm. I remember having this argument with a friend that um, this certain person or this famous figure was very smart. And I think culturally, when you say someone is smart, you think everything positive when it comes to creates like, oh, you know, Sylvia's Mm. smart, which means like naturally I'm perfect or nice and pretty and all these things. And I was like, you can be smart and a very bad person. The sounds of Australia, I am listening to you, but I can hear the, what, what is it? What's a bird? Oh, my God, I'm having a bird. bird. There's blanket. no birds. What's the, what's the bird with the yellow cockatoo? Cockatoo. Yeah, I think there's one here. I can oh, hear the I cockatoo. Oh, I couldn't hear anything. 
But if you could hear it in the audio, it's sorry, a sorry to derail you. No, 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 not at all. But yeah, the cockatoos agree with me in saying, I hope they agree. Is like you can be smart and a bad person, but I think mm, that people mm. automatically think if you're smart, you're a good person. But yeah. it comes down to the morals and the values. Totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah, I agree. And it's it's such a broad topic because like I said to you and kind of to reiterate what I said like everybody's definition is very different Mm. so really where do you where do you draw the line but I think it's like much like when you have like a heated discussion with someone like you you get to the point where you're like let's just agree to disagree Mm. sort of thing because like we both have two very different ideas of what makes a good person but that does lead me to ask you to prevent us kind of going around in the Mm. perception wheel what do you, as in you, Sylvia, define as a good person? I was going to ask you first, but you beat I me beat to you. it. Um, <laughs> I feel like, like if you, if the way that you act and you know it affects mm-hmm. someone, and it, it yet they have to go out of their way, and they don't feel positive about it, mm-hmm. and you know it, and you choose to ignore it, I think that makes you a bad person. So for me, the mm-hmm. opposite, good person, is someone that really yeah. is compassionate. And mm-hmm. I'm learning that being compassionate is also being self-aware um, mm-hmm. and also knowing that, hey, like I'm this way and I'm feeling that they're that way. Let mm-hmm. me um, make sure that they feel comfortable. And it, I know if you were to cross the line, it might be a people pleaser thing, but it's also just mm-hmm. like, you know, pay in advance, be nice, be generous. Because I also think that um, – as a normal normal person, but who's normal, um, it's actually really hard to be mean because sometimes it, if you just stay still and say nothing, you might not affect anyone. But to go mm. out of your way and be grumpy and complain about your coffee order and ruin someone else's day and be that bad mm. person, it actually takes energy. I guess it's just, yeah, sharing that value and not going out of your way to hurt someone else. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like being yeah. an upstanding citizen yeah. in a way. <laughs> more more law abiding citizen. A law abiding yeah. citizen. What do you think is a good person? Or what makes a good um, person? I think in my eyes, I think someone with like a good level of like integrity, um, I define as like good. I think much like you, yes, definitely be like upstanding citizen and be like a good person, as in like you are you know, you're not self-serving, you're empathetic, you you care for others just as much as you care for yourself. Like the fundamentals that we're taught from young of what a good person is that your parents impart to you in hopes that you will in turn become that person. Um, I think for me that what that's what defines a good person. I, I really don't care about what you have, what you can give me, mm. any of that crap, like that means nothing to me. Mm. For me, and we've had these conversations, I, I want to know your core. I want to know what makes you tick. I want to know what keeps you up at night because for for that will make me understand you more as a person mm-hmm. and will allow me to relate to you a little bit more as well. Um, it's like I want to see the inside of the shell of mm. a person Um yeah, I think I think that's yeah what it is for me. It'll be interesting too because you just mentioned like the inside of the shell, but there are a lot of people mm-hmm. who don't open up and that they keep this yeah. like for sure wall um, for sure yeah. yeah. 
For sure. Yeah. And I think, look, that that's really just circumstantial to like the life that you lead and like yeah. things that may have happened to you that are conducive to that result. Um, for me, you're the same. Like I'm an open book. I mean, you know everything that's happening. I'll give you a good scenario and apologies, mum. Like I'm not trying to paint you in a bad picture, but my mum and parents are a great, is a great reference point for me when I use this example. So like mum is like the kind of person that would say to me from young, like don't overshare with people or don't kind of like don't let people see you sweat because they'll use that to like take advantage of you. Whereas like my ethos is very different. I'm very much like, you know what? I'm an open book. I am who I am. I have shit days just as much as I have good days. And if you feel a certain way about that, or if you want to use that against me, that's a reflection of you. It's not a reflection of me. I love that. Yeah. I, yeah. well, I think maybe it's a generational thing too, because my mom's mm. like that. And um, to add to that, the culture is like, don't show off about it. Um, so it's yeah. interesting. Uh, yeah. And they're always like poker face, you know, even if you're happy, don't show that you're too happy. If you're upset, mm-hmm. like don't say, don't show that you're too upset because yeah. they can use that against you. Um, sometimes people only keep you around, people only keep you around because they need something. And there's yes, been a lot I've of, heard that um, a lot. there's been a lot of cultural references when I say that, because yeah. as people know, I'm second gen. So I'm born and raised mm. in Australia and I have friends mm. who are born and raised in Korea. Um, and I have had friends who are female and older um, who were born and raised in Korea. And I think mm. uh, underlying sentence that was repeated to me is they're only keeping you they're only keeping you around because they need something um mm. I think sometimes yeah and sometimes no um and the fallouts were more due to the differences in morals and values yeah. versus them needing something I don't have much to offer but I do have something to offer so I don't think that's always yeah. the case I think that's interesting you know it, it, it actually ties into something that I was thinking about as you were saying that and that what I was thinking about was um, I'm sure you've heard this in your life, yeah. the saying that like people, people love to help you when you're doing bad or when you're in a tough time, yeah. but when you're doing good is generally when people don't care as much or they turn their back on you or they're not as supportive as they are when you're going through something. And I think mm. that ideology is so interesting because that plays into a self-serving trait that, people have that cause that effect in them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's so, I was thinking about that as you were saying it's, what you were saying. And I was like, it's, it's so interesting when you really like unpack yeah. people and why they are the way they are. Yeah. And like when, when you're succeeding, like who are the ones that are yeah. celebrating you, right? So, exactly. Yeah. And I always think about those things like no word of a lie or not yeah. bullshit because I'm recording with you now, but like, Sorry. Even with, and I know I, I speak about this, but it's obviously to reference the discussion, like even with my business Espresso Chronicles, like that, and I, it's so funny because before starting the business, yeah. I heard the saying from my parents, but, or people around me, but it wasn't until I actually started it that I re- it really rang true. And the saying is like, watch how many people support you when you're doing something or when you're doing well or whatever, then you really see people's like true intent with you and no word of a lie. Like you are the biggest supporter of me just in general, like even the little things and they're things that I notice, like 
I, I saw the other day that you like had reposted I love one it. of the cups. Yeah. But like, you know, for you, you're doing that like with good intention or you're just doing it with no malice. But I look at that and I'm like, you know what? That to me is like a supportive friend yeah. because su- support to me is not necessarily like a transaction. Yeah. It can be anything. And yeah. it could even be as simple as how's your business going? Yeah. How's everything going? Yeah. Like, and, and you know what? that's enough to make me happy. I, I totally agree. Cause, um, you know, someone said to me, like, I uh, know I think you said this to me, um, you'll mm. be surprised like how different people show their support, whatever yeah. the purpose is. And then the ways they think what support is yeah. and it's subjective, but you know, you know, I don't have ample amounts of money to help all my friends with their businesses, but some things don't cost anything. And 100%. I, yeah, I try to support where I can and, it helps when the product's actually what you like. So, yes, Espresso yeah. Chronicles, everyone. It's very good. I know. And I'm excited to support you in your upcoming yeah. endeavours, which is at TBC. Hopefully May. Watch this space. Mm. Watch this space. But it's a very good segue into your second part of mm. the discussion, which is can people change? Because the the interesting segue of that in what we were just talking about in that it's interesting to see how people change and evolve when you're doing well. And well doesn't necessarily have to mean like starting a business or anything like that. It could mean anything. It yeah. could even just be that you're, you're really happy and they're feeling shit. But I think that's also an interesting like topic of discussion um, in this because it's interesting to see how people evolve over time through the throughout the course of knowing them. And it's even interesting, even more interesting, sorry, to try and unpack and understand why that may be the case. Yeah. I think there's a part of me that says, um, like, say there's a person A and um, they act a certain way or they act slightly differently over time. And a part of Mm -hmm. me is like, have you always been this way? And it's just something that you've now got the confidence to bring out. Um, there's that, but then I'm always like thinking extreme, right? Like say if someone cheated on me, no one has, thank God. Touch wood. Mm, um, mm. but you know, if that's the case, can they change? Because, you know, there's a saying that goes out like once a cheater, always a cheater. And I've had friends and family where that's happened. Um, and I think I'm yet to see change. So for me, mm. it would be interesting to like for me, like change is one word, but there's like a spectrum of it. There's a there's a whole mm. there's a whole yeah yeah zero to a hundred. Um, but I think a big one is I guess like getting help from an external party, like therapy. I think that mm. is a form of wanting to change, but it's I know it's hard. It's very very hard because you're conditioned to think that way. Like you mentioned, it was like you know how you were brought up from your parents, yeah. like your values and your morals. And what mm. you thought was normal and what you thought was good may not be the person you want to be. And therefore, in order to change, it takes effort. But not everyone has the capacity. So short answer, sure. I don't know. I actually don't know. Mm. But in terms of uh, maturing and aging well and bad, yeah, that's a slight change because your environment and your friends change. But mm. consciously trying to change, I don't, I don't know. I'm stuck on this yeah. one. And it's interesting because like my, my opinion is so different to yours and like, thank you for obviously sharing yours because from my perspective and maybe life experience, I am of the opinion that 
people can change, but I think that the condition of that is if they feel that they want to, then they will actively change. Because I think to your point, inherently we are who we are, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, like our core fundamentals and makeup of ourselves are within within us. No matter how exposed we are by people, no matter how much someone draws attention to something that they might, may not agree with, at the end of the day, the fundament, fundamental makeup is the same. I think what makes someone change is life experience, is what you what you said, which is a great point. Oh, hold on two seconds. Oh. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to we're gonna have to mute this. I've got the hold cockatoo. On. No, you don't like the cockatoo? If you don't know what a cockatoo is, look it up. They're very smart birds. Um, they were white with yellow things on the top of their head. What else can I say about them? They're good at revenge because once my dad threw his slipper at one and then the whole pack came and destroyed his shoes and his shoes only that were at the front of the house. Um, I think they can talk. Like if you teach them a word or two, they could probably repeat what you say. They're at the zoo as well. Don't grow sunflowers around them because they'll eat your sunflowers. Has happened to me or my family. I don't know. I think some like old paintings have cockatoos in them and they were apparently shipped on seas and stuff. So they're very interesting birds. I just had to get a package as we were recording. Oh, it was a package. I thought it was, <laughs> it was a cockatoo. Be a like cut out. No, no, it was a package. Well, I just gave everyone a download of what a cockatoo was. So um, there you go, everyone. <laughs> Little life lesson. Well, this is going to be a funny edit. But back to what I was saying, <laughs> I think, you know, in context, yes, pe- people can change. I think you've got to want the change. I think you've got to actively seek the change and the change occurs. As I said, naturally, the makeup of ourselves is mm. us. And also as well, I want to be, I want to kind of make note as well that it doesn't matter how much therapy, how much discussion, how much inward looking looking you do, it just takes one trigger mm. for all that work to be undone. So wow. I think that's also what people need to be very consciously aware of. Like you can go to a retreat for five years and come out feeling Zen as fuck. But if you are met with someone who pushes the biggest button in you, all that work is undone. That's great. That is. Yeah. I would. Ah, the clapping effects. Clap, 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 clap. (laughs) Because, um, I mean, what I'm referring to is a Korean drama. Um, it's about mm. like just people going to jail and it's like, this, it's a comedy, so it's not too serious. But mm. one of the guys is, um, he goes, enters the jail as um, a uh, drug addict. So mm-hmm. he's, the way of survival in jail is getting a lot of whatever they have access to. And he's clean by the time he leaves jail. So it's a great success mm-hmm. story. You get attached to this character. The actor's also mm-hmm. great. And literally mm-hmm. as soon as he gets out, the person that was the, his influencer goes, hey, give this a go. And then it turns out that it was a setup and he goes straight back to jail. So that's like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's an extreme version of what you just said. But yeah. totally, totally. And that's, yeah. I guess that's somewhat some, a reason why some people like 
intentionally change their environment, move countries, cut mm-hmm. people out because they know 100%. that they don't want to switch back, right? Yeah. yeah. And if you know that a certain thing or person will cause a reaction from you and the way you alleviate that is by removing yourself from that situation at like, and that will ultimately breed the best possible outcome for you, mm-hmm. then you should do that. I yeah. don't, I don't think anyone should put themselves in situations that are not conducive to what they want or what would make themselves feel good. Because I think, and you could probably attest to this, and this is where the cultural piece of our, mm-hmm. our podcast rings through, you know, from a cultural aspect, Italians, you know, we, let me, let me even think about it from like, from like my family as the example because I shouldn't like generalize Mm. you know we are not the best communicators in terms of like when when times or when things are of concern to us we kind of like brush it under the rug but I think that is something that was taught from young and passed down from generation And what that breeds is underlying resentment Mm. and all it takes, and this goes back to the trigger that I was saying, all it takes is for one trigger to occur for everything to be undone. For me growing up, and maybe that's why I had also started counselling, I think for me I'm a really introspective person and for me I don't like carrying traits and, and patterns that are the makeup of an already established family. For me, that doesn't work. And for me, I don't want to carry on that. It also ties into like, this is kind of like a long-winded story, but like I feel like this is such a great cathartic topic. From a personal aspect, and this this ties into like the people changing um, aspect, I was always told from young, from my parents, and I'm again apologising to my parents for like putting them on blast, but this is really a learning exercise. I was always told that I was like the big mouth of the family and the one that like, um, the, I'm trying to think what the best way to, to like set fires to like cause a reaction, okay. which I, I understand it and I can see that. But I think for me, like, and, and as I got older, I think there was a, a moment in time where it really caused a lot of like emotional harm for me. And I would like think very introspectively about like, but why don't people understand my intent versus what they're they're seeing in reality? Because my intent is not that. And I think for me, because I grew up um, seeing family members that didn't talk and, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't sit down and resolve Mm. the issue. Right. It was a lot of like underlying resentment that would cause a period of not speaking. Um, But then when, when they were to speak again, it's like they kind of just like carried on sort of yeah. thing, but the underlying resentment was there. So I think learning that as a young child, I purposely set the fire to ignite the conversation because I didn't like, um, I didn't like the underlying sentiment that there was like a problem, but no problem mm. sort of thing. So for me, my, way or tact was to expose it and bring it to light and maybe it would cause an eruption but But. the the outcome is better because it's out in the open and a discussion is had right 
where the change piece comes into that is I've had to learn to, uh, I've had to learn that over time that doesn't work for everybody and that what I consider as good intention doesn't read the same Mm. way to some people. So that's something that I've had to change Mm. over time and really understand and read the room Mm. um, to kind of adapt to that kind of scenario. But I think that ties very well into the change scenario in that I had to look very introspectively to to really work on that piece. And like we were saying at the start of this discussion, perception is everything to everyone, to anyone. And if you have that certain perception of somebody, it's really hard to change that. Yeah. And it's really hard for someone who knows you so well to then adapt to that change. Easier for somebody like you, Sylvia, mm. because you, I may have been that way with you, but you didn't think any different of it because mm-hmm. you met me being that way, right? So for someone that knew me for a long time, since young, and then now me as like the now 31-year-old, it's harder to adapt to that change. Yeah, yeah. I really took you on the journey there, but I, no, I thought that was important. a really good reference point for you. No, I think it's like in this sense as well, there's a lot of uh, what's that, like self-reflection but self-awareness mm. And then also yep. the maturity, and that maturity comes with the change. Um, mm-hmm. I and I, I, I feel very similar to you from the cultural sense. It's under the rug, and mm-hmm. hey, it, we're fine. We're fine how it is. Let's just yep. it's let's just keep it mellow and let's keep it going. I'm like, no, but there's an issue, and let's talk about it. Yeah. And yeah. it's almost like sometimes when my opinion was different to mm. the majority of the family, it became a burden to talk about because it's yeah. in this sense, like your opinion's a minor one compared to mm. everyone else mm. disagreeing. But I'm like, no, but let's think, let's talk about it because what yeah. I don't want is, what I do want is probably agree to disagree because let's all yeah. agree that we probably won't change people's minds. But what yeah, I don't exactly. want is to create an environment when we're together that, you're talking shit about what I believe in and that I become extremely uncomfortable. And then For I'm sure. and then culturally I'm told it's fine, just sweep it under the rug. Mm, and then mm, I'm just mm. gonna have this like pepped up anger and whatever you want to call it. And then when we go into a fight, that's probably the first thing I mentioned because I know we had to talk about this in the car. It's like yeah. you gotta watch what you say when you're in an argument because that's something that someone's always wanted to say to you 100 percent. yeah I, well we, we've yeah. saying that and that's such a good sorry to cut you off there nah. that, that's actually such a good example and i think the reference point we also used is like when someone drinks you really find out their true intent because yeah. their inhibitions are out the door and they're a lot more comfortable than mm. they kind of were before yeah and well interesting enough I mean, that was the end of that story. But interesting enough, mm. um, I was obviously getting my hair done today. My, um, I love it. Looks yeah, good. This is our future. We're going to have our own stylist and everything. So um, <laughs> I was talking to her. She was talking about how she knew a friend that I no longer talked to. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. she was like, hey, I saw that friend the other day. And I was like, oh, um, mm-hmm. I don't really talk to them anymore because we're just, we're just so different. There was no falling out. We just mm. grew apart. And just different. Yeah. yeah, we're just different. And again, they're not a bad person, but um, it's you just come to your senses that you're wasting your time. And exactly, I said to her, the re- the one thing that really irked me about this person is that everything they wanted to say, they needed to have a drink before they said it. 
and it was then what it became was every time there was mm. alcohol involved as a group or as two people sitting at a table, I was like putting my guard up because I was being ready to be told off like a child and they would mm. just give me a list of things as to what they didn't like. And mm. I said, look, that's probably what I don't enjoy and that's probably a place that I don't want to be. But, yeah, to your point, some people use that um, as a substance to tell the truth. For sure. What do you think, out of, out of curiosity, what do you think bred that within the, your friend? Bred that within my friend? As in why as did in, they use alcohol? Yeah, or why did they sort of react that way to you when drinking alcohol? Why was that like a constant theme for them? Um, I actually don't know. I always, I personally think maybe a cultural thing because, so this person was a, a older woman. So I think she was 12 years older than me or 13 years, maybe, maybe 11, around there, a lot much older. And I, when I speak Korean, there's honorific and then just, there's just plain Korean, like not plain. So the language you speak with your friends is different to above and older. I struggle to do above and older because it's not only my second language, it's I just speak this level with my mom and my grandma. It's a mix and they all know. And um, we all made an agreement when I was in uh, university. I was like, hey, I actually struggle with this and it's uh, making me less confident to have a conversation with you. So is it okay? So it was agreed upon. So it's always a mix. And then I guess with her, this friend that's older, um, I guess it was she didn't like the tone of non-honorific and that it obviously becomes harder the more I drink as well because I'm, I put my guard down. And I think that irked her so much that she, she would say it every time we drink. Like one of the, that was one of the first topics. She's like, you never use honorific with me. And I was like, oh, I try, but it's actually really hard. Um, and she just said like, you know, in Korea, we'll never let that fly. You know, in Korea, um, you know, I don't even let you come a minute late and I'll make you drink. And I was just like, what are you doing? Like that's just goes against all my values. And I guess it was, again, I think there's a little bit of culture where it led under the rug, let it be mm. under the rug. And she, it pepped up. She let her guard down with alcohol and then yeah. she just let it blurt. And there's more to that. Um, but then she was, yeah, just probably just different generation. We're just different so generation, different yeah. values and belief systems, like we were saying before, that like bred that reaction. But the the question that I also also wanted to ask you because it's a running theme in this discussion. So I want to I want to understand your perspective on this. Why do you think that generationally mm. our parents swept things under the rug? What what do you Ooh. think? Why do you think that is? Oh, that's a good question. Loaded, loaded, oh, loaded. I don't even know. Like. Why do you think uh, the generation swept things under the rug? Yeah. Or use your parents as the example yeah. because obviously um, your parents were the ones that were doing it, much a, like mine were. Yeah, no, no. I'm just using my family as a thing. There's a lot of focus on age in Korea. Um, like you would have heard in the Zodiac one how they ask you what Zodiac sign and then that's when the language change and the honorifics change. Um, so when you are older, you naturally earn a level of respect. Well, they expect that there's a level of respect. They don't think respect is earned, but I think it's earned. Um, so that generation is once you're older, it means you have to respect them. You have to honor them. 
you have to do what they say. And obviously it's slightly opposite over here in Australia. Um, swept under the rug, I think there's there's a time where in Korea everyone was struggling, whether it be financially or immigration, whatever it was, and nobody had the capacity to discuss what they were feeling because there's always someone that's in a worse situation with IMF or can't get into the country or out of the country or see their family. Like I, I can, like I, a story thing just popped up when I was in lockdown, when we were in lockdown for COVID, I live in a red zone. So I wasn't able to visit my family for a very long time because they live in a different um, council. So I wasn't able to see my parents or closest friends for a very, very long time in person. And when I visited my mum for the first time in person, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to tear up. I haven't seen you in so long. And I gave her the biggest hug. And then she goes, well, imagine how the people feel when they're reunited with their missing families from North Korea. And it was just this like shutdown moment where it's, I think they are conditioned to think there's always someone in a worse situation mm-hmm. um, and therefore don't complain and just be happy with what you, you're, you have um, and that's mm. just a very contextual country because Korea's gone through very similar things as a country instead of being a multinational, yeah. multicultural country in, in Australia. So everyone has the same context and everyone just follows that. And it's still mm. to this day, like you see people working till 10 and not complain, but then they'll go for a drink and complain about everything. And I don't, I don't think that's good for your health. Um but that's from my end. I don't know how you feel about it. So, yeah, it's an interesting take on like the concept of like sweeping something under the rug because from your perspective, it was like things could be a lot worse. So why even bring it up or why even talk about it or why even delve further deep into it? Whereas from my perspective, the sweeping under the rug was more about I don't want to have the conversation with you because you might erupt and it might cause a reaction that I wasn't necessarily ready for or ready to have a conversation about or over. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather not have the conversation because the end result might not be the preferred end result. So let's not have the conversation because gotcha. I don't want it to go that way. Uh-huh. So it's, it's an interesting concept because it's something that I would never do and not to like throw you under the bus in this scenario, but I think that where our friendship is really good is that we're very good at having a difficult conversation and I'll make reference and obviously not going to delve too much into this, but I'll make reference to a couple of months ago when you and I had a moment where there was a misalignment. Yep. What I really appreciate, appreciate about the outcome of that situation is that over time or over the course of like a couple of weeks, we were able to come back once the dust has settled and have a very mature conversation, which I think is a really pragmatic way to be. And I think what I liked about that from my perspective is that it was, here's my take on the situation and here's how I feel about the situation. You, Sylvia, here's my take on the situation. What's my learning from this? What's your learning from this? And now we know for future reference, because like we were saying yeah. after the fact is sometimes you need to reset boundaries with people yeah. to reestablish the relationship with someone, yeah. because it doesn't matter how well, you know, somebody like I was saying in reference to the part in the conversation before, yeah. there could be that one trigger 
that changes the course of the whole relationship. And you may think you know somebody so well and all it takes is one thing for the whole deck of cards to topple. It's so true. But what what I'm saying about that is they're the kind of relationships that I want to breed in my life, relationships that are healthy and you can have healthy conversation like that because at the end of the day, we're all humans and we're all mm. learning, mm. right? I'm not perfect and neither are you. But if I can learn something along the way and you teach me something new, yep. that's all I could ask for. Yeah, and to- I totally agree. And I don't think I, I don't know if I said this to you. You heard it mm-hmm. here first. Um, that conversation we had was the first time as a friendship, whatever we want to call it, that someone's mm. we've had that I've had that kind of relationship. Yeah. Everyone else before that, I've cut out, and I thought yeah. I think that. And I a- thought I actually thought about that. Sorry, so I actually oh, yeah. thought that because I remember at the time I remember thinking, "Why did she let it go?" I hope that this doesn't happen the same way it did with your friend, oh, the one that we yeah. had lengthy conversations yeah. about. Yeah, and I thought I thought that in the back of my mind, I said, "Oh my god, if this is the demise of the friendship, like." No. Wow. Like, please don't let it be. No, but I feel like that moment I was self-aware enough that I know what we have is very important to me and that can sound very selfish, but like I've, I know I'm better when I'm friends with you. And then when it was that, that situation happened, I was like, hold on. No, I need this. I needed this. And I think that was really good. And it's actually what it's done is taught me how to move forward with people who I have friends with now, because yeah. that's it's going to happen. Yeah. It's it's going to happen 100%. with other people, and it's inevitable. Like yeah. you're going to have disagreements as much as you're going to have good times with someone. But what I've always learned, and this is like very prolific, but what I've learned at 31 is that you have to be able to sit in a really mm. shit moment, as as bad and as much as you don't want to sit in the moment. You have to because your 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 greatest lesson is going to come from sitting in that moment, mm. and you're probably not going to hear something you you want to hear. No. But that's actually a moment where you look inward within yourself and you really think about how you're perceived on the other end, yeah. and 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 what change you can make to be the best person that you can be within yourself. Yeah, not everyone's going to do that. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like. There are a massive amount of people that are stuck in their way. Mm. That's who they are. You can't change me. Very much the mentality where it's like, I am who I am. You can't change me. If you don't like it, there's then the leave. Door. Yeah. I don't have friendships like that and no. I don't have relationships like that, much like what you just said now. If I value you enough in my life and if there is a relationship of importance and significance, yeah, we ride the wave and we go through that journey together. As shit as that moment may be, like with anything, the storm will pass mm. and a new day breeds, You're right? The and a new and a new correct mm. and a new a, a new relationship is then formed. Yeah. Yeah. It totally. Like I guess to this topic, right? Like for me, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I have changed in that in that mm-hmm. realm of my personality and the way I think. And what it's done is that it's given me perspective as to why I acted differently before this. Like why is it that mm. I always Sweep it under the rug. I let it go. Mm. I let mm. myself feel a certain way and I let the situation yep. be a certain way and just kind of Correct. try to carry it on through with a weird vibe without bringing it up. 
but then maybe that's how I was taught when I was a kid and the how to deal with certain situations again so it's like being self-aware but then wanting to change mm. and then putting that effort in so that yeah. you want to become better or the person correct. that you perceive as good correct yeah. exactly and I think it's it's like you said to your point I think it depends on the type of relationship you have with the person that breeds the change mm. but like I said well, we're not perfect, but I think it's how you come back from situations like that that really show a good test of somebody's character. Totally. Um, I think that's that's what means the most to me, and I think that's what ties back into kind of the whole synopsis of today's episode, which is really like can people change? You've heard both of our perspectives here. Um, and the second part to that is, yeah, we should actually do a poll. Mm. And the second part is what makes a good person? We've unpacked it, but I think there's so many layers to both of those questions, but that's also where I'd open the floor to everybody listening to this discussion to really give your perspective on this. And your perspective is one, do you think people can change and what makes a good person? Tell us your thoughts. Hit us up on socials. Hit us up on our TikTok and Instagram at The Culture Recipe. As usual, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. We appreciate it. We love you guys. We love doing the podcast. This is very cathartic. And nothing more to say but thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) 